It's a trade target Thursday here on Locked on Pelicans. I got the name that you've all been asking for for a while. Norman Powell of the Portland Trailblazers. Does he fit? Does he make sense? Would Portland trade him? And what would a deal look like to bring him to New Orleans? Let's talk all about it in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked on Pelicans. Your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Thursday, and let's dive into some trade targets here, and we're going to look at the Portland Trailblazers, primarily look at Norman Powell, but we'll also look at Robert Covington, maybe touch on CJ McCollum as well. And if there's anyone else there, Anthony Simons, anyone, but I don't think he's a realistic one. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms five days a week, Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. There's a lot going on, right? Wins, Losses, a lot of games being played right now. They got two over the weekend. We'll touch on some of that tomorrow. And then we got the trade deadline about three weeks away or so. So we're going to be covering everything here in depth because it feels like the Pelicans should make a move, right? Before we even touch on Powell and the Trailblazers, when I was hosting Locked on NBA yesterday, I did it with the host of the Memphis Grizzlies, Sean Coleman, who's actually like the nicest dude on our network, then will come in with like some crazy insults at you in a very fun way. And he was saying as he's watched this Pelicans team, he feels like even without Zion, there's there's something there and they need to add like one more guy. If they could go out and get a De'Aaron Fox, and he even mentioned Norm Powell as an option too for the Pels, he feels that that team is a solid eight seed, which may, maybe was an insult coming from the Memphis guy, couldn't really tell, but he's not wrong. You know, they're, the core guys that you've seen are doing something right. Willie Green has definitely figured something out with the starting lineup for right now, now that they've stuck with it for an extended period of time. And look, I, I wouldn't say this team's playing at a high rate, but they're playing at least at 500, and that's enough to get you into the play-in tournament and potentially make you the eighth seed and the favorite for the play-in tournament, or the seventh seed and the, the favorite for the play-in tournament. That's something from where they started, right? When they were 1-12, in 1-13, whatever it was. So they're doing some things right. So going after a guy that wouldn't cost a ton, let's say, like a Norm Powell or someone else, makes a lot of sense from this team, and then eventually you get Zion back either this year or next year. Who knows whenever it is? We're not going to break down the Instagram post. And you're looking much better than you were before. So I think this team looking to... At a piece makes a lot of sense. All right, let's talk on Norm Powell here. Wing for Portland that they acquired last year at the trade deadline and signed him to a new deal, brought him over from the Toronto Raptors. You know, he plays shooting guard, small forward in Portland. He's played primarily uh, small forward. He's been a two guard, you know, for him before. He can kind of fit either position. I think here in New Orleans, he probably slots in more as a two guard. He's 6'3", but he's got a good wingspan. And he has a lot of offensive versatility. This is a guy that is a good three-point shooter for his career, 38 
38.8%. This season, he's shooting 40%. Total last year, he shot 41%. He was at 40% the year before that. He's been a good three-point shooter pretty much the whole of his NBA career. At age 28, he's a bit more of an established veteran. He's got championship and postseason experience with the Toronto Raptors as well. He was on their title team. It's a guy that, you know, kind of on the surface of it, you're like, yeah, that you could sign me up for that. He's averaging 18 points per game this season here. When Toronto won the title, he averaged 8.6 and then kind of exploded the next year in the bubble year. But it shows he can be a bit more of a role player. He was coming off of the bench for them in that title season and was a key contributor for them. But he has that offensive versatility to go out and be a high volume three point guy if you need him to be that. You know, he's shooting over five attempts per game, been shooting over five attempts per game for the past three years. Okay, those are pretty solid numbers. He'll grab you some rebounds. He'll give you some assists. Nothing's elite there, but he can get to the line too, and he does that at a pretty good rate, and he's a good free throw shooter, 84% for his career. And look, you know what? Putting in 18 points this season on 13 shots, yeah, those are good, efficient numbers. You know, he's not going to have that kind of starring offensive role right now that he's had this season with the Portland Trailblazers who've been out with CJ, who have been without CJ McCollum a good bit this year. They don't have Damian Lillard right now, but he slots in, you know, as a guy that can kind of go out and do it guard. And then more importantly, he's a above average defender. The Portland Trailblazers defense is five points better with him on the court, it's a defensive rating of 113. When he's off the court, it's a 118. So he's clearly helping them there. And look, this is one of those ones where you you can actually read into it a little bit, right? Like, they're, they're a terrible defensive team. They're a bad defensive team. They're 27th in the league. They've been a bad defensive team for a while now. You know, so it's not like he's been out there with the starters or others, and they are kind of propping him up and making his, you know, the defensive rating with him on the court look better. Those guys, C.J. McCollum, Damian Lillard, not good defenders whatsoever. So Norm Powell kind of drawing a lot of those assignments and helping the team better than, you know, when he's not on the court. Yeah, and certainly you'd like to see some defense in kind of two-way action from whatever guy New Orleans brings in. But for a team that's struggled at times to score, for a team that kind of needs... Another guy to kind of carry the load more consistently than maybe what Nikhil has done this year. Norman Powell is certainly capable of doing it. He can go out and he can score. He can do it from multiple areas. At the rim, from three, he's got a bit of a mid-range game too. And it's someone that defenses absolutely are going to need to respect. And if you're an above-average defender too... Yeah, like that's that that's good. Those are good qualities right there. You're not going to hear me complain about them adding a guy like that. And more importantly, maybe for New Orleans, and this maybe drives down his value a little bit. You know, he signed a new contract with the team, and um, has it was a player option this year, and then signed an extension. There we go. And so he's owed 16 million dollars next season, 18 the year after that, 19.24, then 20.4 in the final year of his deal, which is 2025-2026. That is a lot, but you know what? If you're not going to be playing in free agency anyway, adding a guy on a long-term deal, meaning he will be here next season, isn't a bad thing. So it's not that short-sighted move. We said anyone they trade for that you give up significant pieces for, you do want to have here next season and not as just a one-year rental. So he makes sense, I think. Let's talk about the situation with Portland, though. Some of their other players, too. 
And then a little bit about his fit here in terms of rotations and things like that. I think that's an important thing. And then in the third segment, we'll look at what a deal could potentially be and what New Orleans would need to give up to go and get a guy like this. So that's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march into the NFL playoffs and beyond. You got NBA games every single night. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the sport, best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to get started. Whether it's Football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the games start. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. Fighting and losses, good performances from Nikhil Alexander Walker. Where in the world? Portland is Zion Williamson. Who's he with? bigger question um and then of course the trade deadline looking at trade targets we've done a lot of these i've talked about ben simmons i've talked about john wall too i even thought about doing one on westbrook but just hell no um and now we're talking norm powell a guy that a lot of you have requested that i talk about on this show so subscribe wherever you get your podcast tell a friend about the show as well leave a five-star review with a comment and don't forget we've got our locked on nba trade deadline show february 10th the nba trade deadline we are going to have a live show from 2 to 4 p.m eastern antonio daniels is going to be on there helping us break down all of the deals that get done on deadline day antonio daniels of course part of the locked on podcast network all right today we're talking about the portland trailblazers norm powell so a lot of people are kind of hovering around the Portland Trailblazers because it seems like they should start to blow it up, right? Basically, Lillard is shutting it down for the season. They had a lot of turmoil this past offseason. Would he stay? Would he not? They fired Terry Stotts, their head coach. They brought in Chauncey Billups and a whole thing that was a bit of a disaster. Then they ended up firing the president of basketball operations slash GM, Neil Olshay, during the season after an investigation and just like a mess they have an owner who inherited the team and does she want to own the team actually like all of that stuff kind of makes them a mess and they've been kicking the can of a rebuild so far down the road because you have Damian Lillard who's never really wanted to force his way out that they're going to just kind of it's like shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic they've never been a true title contender while he's there it doesn't appear that they're going to be a true title contender while he's there either but they try because you want to make a guy like that happy who wants to stay in a small market like that. I get it, right? Like I'm kind of envious of some of the success that they've had where they've been just generally in the playoffs every year. They have a superstar that's happy. And they win a bunch of games. Like that's kind of fun, right? Like you can't really complain about something like that necessarily. But eventually, the you know, you're going to run out of rope and it feels like they're really close to that. So you see, I, I had someone send me a trade. and I'm not going to pick on anyone here. That was like uh, this crazy deal that basically brought C.J. McCollum, um, Nor- Norman Powell, and Robert Covington to New Orleans being like, this will fix everything. Portland Trailblazers are 20 and 27, right? Do you really want three of their players on this team? I'm pausing for dramatic effect there, right? Like what's going to fix New Orleans is three, three significant minutes getter from a 20 and 27 team. Probably not. One you could talk me into, but you understand that these guys aren't contributing to winning there. 
Useful players, don't get me wrong, but I don't know if we need like three guys that are amongst their like top six in minutes played or anything like that. Um, so kind of keep that in mind a little bit when we're looking at trade targets and things like that. Though I agree, Norm Powell's a good one. I'm kind of cooling on CJ McCollum a little bit just for what he gives you and the defense is is really not there and I'll quickly mention Anthony Simons who they're just not going to trade because he's young he's starring for them right now in the wake of Damian Lillard being out he's averaging 15 points per game but really more than that over the past handful shooting three ball really well almost looks like an all-star and at 22 years old that's like the exact kind of guy they need to really break out and, and show there's a reason not to blow this team up and that's worth keeping in mind right it's not going to be just cheap. You're not going to trade some second-round picks for it, but we'll we'll get into, because they're not trying to rebuild or anything like that. We'll get into that coming up in the third segment of today's show. So that's kind of the situation around the Blazers, right? But I think because of that situation and kind of the way they've operated and the fact that Dame still has not said he wants out and seems content to be there, like really does, maybe makes it hard and means they're not going to trade a useful player away for some scraps or or things like that. But there are reasons should they change their mind, and there's time for them to change their mind going into the trade deadline later next month. So, Norm Powell, we agree, good player, would be useful here. But where does he fit? And you tell me in the YouTube comments here today, or on Twitter, at Nola Jake, but like, where does he fit, right? I, I said in the first segment, I think he's probably a two-guard because they've got... I don't want to call it necessarily depth at the wing, but when you have Brandon Ingram and Herb Jones kind of there, and in theory Zion, right? Like you've got to factor that into a certain degree. Where does he go, right? If you trade for him, what does your starting lineup look like? Does that bump Herb Jones out? Does it bump Josh Hart out? Do you, you would presumably still be starting Devontae Graham. Is it then a guy like Powell at the two? Brandon Ingram at the three, Herb Jones at the four, or Ingram and Jones and Herb, you know, interchangeably three, four. And then Valanciunas at the five, right? Or or do you bring a guy like Norm Powell off the bench? Or is it something like Devontae, you want offense, so Devontae Graham, Norman Powell, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas. And do you want Herb Jones going to the bench then? And I don't know if I do. Right. And then this is even more complicated once Zion comes back, because presumably at that point, you know, you're going to have Zion as a starter. That's one. Valanciunas and Ingram. So that's three of those five spots taken. And then you're left with Norm Powell, Devontae Graham, Josh Hart and Herb Jones. Which of those two are you putting into that starting lineup? I'm not sure. Now, maybe this is a good problem to have. But there's some questions of, okay, if you're going to make a move, would it be better to go and get kind of like a true point guard or someone that makes more positional fit? I don't know if that's quite the right word, but more sense for the roster. And I think there, there could be an argument for that. Also, look, I don't know if the Pelicans really are in a position to be like, oh, we don't want him if we can go and get him. Because who knows about fit, right? Like sometimes you just need talented players on the team, and he is certainly that. And at kind of a right age that fits with this group, too. And then more importantly, under contract. So you're not worried about losing him in the next couple of years, and you have control over him. And you can give him a starring role potentially off the bench, too. Something that he has done before. 
and that could make some sense. He's not a guy that's going to move the ball a ton for you. He's not going to create offense necessarily for others. So you've got to kind of keep that in mind in the different ways that you could use him. I think him being in the starting lineup makes more sense alongside someone like Zion because he can be a bit of a slasher. He can be a three-point shooter. And it's someone that can just go out and get a damn bucket, which is sometimes just exactly what you need. And give you defense. That's an important thing, too. It's not one or the other. I've seen people mention Robert Covington. And while I like the idea of him on this roster, I don't know if you could play him and like Herb Jones together, who isn't giving you a whole lot of offense. And then two of your five, yeah, are defensive focus, but you need people to take the pressure off Brandon Ingram off of Zion once they're back and once he's back too so those are things to really kind of consider when it comes to some of the players that they might be looking at but if they trade for him what's your rotation what's the starting lineup look like who comes off of the bench let me know in the comments on YouTube so coming up what what would a deal look like what kind of makes sense here to try and bring him in that's gonna be coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans all right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. Wins, losses, again, good good games from Nikhil, bad games from Nikhil. He was over at the LSU game I saw last night. That was really cool to see. I love him, you know, being local, embracing things, making the drive up to Baton Rouge, being there to go watch LSU, who's pretty good this year. Um, that's awesome to see him just kind of like out doing his thing and like part of the community here. And now for your second listen, go check out, of course, Locked On Saints, right? No more Sean Payton. What to make of that? Who are the front runners? Are they staying internal or are they going to go external? Ross Jackson breaking it down over at Locked On Saints. They've got to be your second listen right now. And he's going to be all over this coaching search. And coaching searches are fun to cover. I've done it a few too many times here in New Orleans, including the past couple of years now. All right, so let's keep talking about Norm Powell and some of the guys from the Portland Trailblazers. What would a deal look like? So this is a situation where Portland would need to decide like, okay, we're, we're not competing this year. It's not going to happen. Look, they've been surging kind of in the wake of the Damian Lillard news. They had won six out of their last eight prior to last night's law, the other night's loss. I'm recording this on like Wednesday evening. The other night's loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves where Portland blew a, blew a lead and let them come back in it. They should look at this team objectively and be like, we just got nothing without Dame. Again, will they? I don't know. But let's say they do that. That's where it becomes a little bit easier to pry a guy away. And that's where you can use a combination of picks and maybe Jackson Hayes and or Nikhil to try and pry a guy like Norm Powell away. And, you know, Portland wants a young guy that's maybe a little bit intriguing to take a flyer on to see if they pan out. Jackson Hayes makes perfect sense there. Maybe he just needs a bit of a change of scenery, and he's kind of hinted as much recently. So I'd put him in there. I'd put in Tomas Sadoransky, too, just simply to make salary work. They don't want Sadoransky. They don't care about him as an expiring. If you want an expiring deal, there's other things you can go out and get. But it's not a bad thing to potentially include. But you're going to basically need to include a pick or two just to kind of make up for him. So you're looking at Jackson Hayes, Sadoransky. You probably, even though this is basically not going to mean anything, right, include that lottery protection on their pick that's owed to Charlotte currently. So if the Pelicans miss the playoffs, one through four when they or one through fourteen when they would keep it, that's going to go to Portland. 
And if that doesn't convey, it revert, it converts to the two seconds that would have been owed to Charlotte. So either way, you're not getting this first round pick, plus you're giving up two seconds. You put the same kind of like compensation deferment that it would go to with Charlotte here. Most likely, let's say that would become like, you know, two, two seconds or something along those lines. You would probably need to include some sort of uh, one of the Lakers pick swaps in there potentially too, along with like your pick of like, they'll get the better, you know, they get that one. Whatever happens here, they get the highest of the Lakers pick or the Pelicans pick that one year. Basically two seconds and a first plus Jackson A's and Sadoransky just to make the salary work, I think could get a deal done provided that Portland realizes they're not really in competition for anything this year. I think that could be enough to get a guy like Norm Powell away. It takes a little bit. I don't know if Portland's going to come around to that thinking because that package I just said, if they think they can get into the playing tournament and get into the postseason, isn't going to be too appealing to them because they want guys that are going to help them win now. Neither of those two players will do that. And they're not really caring about picks. Again, they, they, they're going to go through a brutal rebuild. Four or five years from now, whenever Damian Lillard's gone from there, if he ever leaves, right? So they're not worried about that. They'll deal with that and pay the bill, and I'm sure they would have been happy to have done so no matter what. So this takes things not going well for them over the next two weeks and them losing a lot of games. It's possible, but again, they have some guys that are playing well. They're playing Dallas when I'm recording this. I'm not even looking at the score. They get Houston after that. Then they get the Bulls and OKC. You know, that's a very good, easy, winnable stretch for them, right? Then you've got at the Lakers. I'm looking at them going up to the trade deadline. Then OKC again. And basically, that's that's kind of it. And I don't know. if. And then Milwaukee. All right, that's, that's something here. I'm like looking at their schedule in real time with you all. You know, and then... Orlando, who else? Then the Lakers again, and then we're after the trade deadline. I don't know if that's that's enough losses there, unless some of those are like brutal, brutal, brutal losses, in which case, yeah, that'd be a good thing. But I'm not sure that that's enough to kind of change their mindset, and I think that's going to be part of the problem in trying to get them to make a deal. But we'll see. Maybe they lose a lot of those games. Maybe they start losing to OKC and are like, oh, this just isn't the way we want to go. That's what you got to be hoping for here. But Norm Powell's a guy like, yeah, I, I would be going after him. I'm, I'm a little bit worried about kind of trying to make all the pieces work that you have. And who do you leave out of the starting lineup? Who do you put on the bench? But those are things you can figure out and probably good problems to have, right? Like, yeah, it's, oh, we have too many good options. It's not a bad thing to have here. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow.